This is a podcast for curious readers. Welcome back, my literary friends. It's Kristen here again with another episode of Book Prose, another book swap episode of Book Prose. And on this episode is Sam and Louise. They were paired up for one of the book swaps um, this time around. And it is Sam's books that Sam picked and Louise read. And Sam picked two, Louise read two, so they talk about both of them in this episode. But um, I will say it's quite a, a gear shift in the middle. So what I decided to do with this episode <clears throat> is keep it to just this one conversation between Sam and Louise. And you'll you'll understand why when you hear the second half. Um, but what the two books that they are discussing that Sam picked, the first one is We Were Liars, which some of you may already be familiar with. It is a relatively recent YA like thriller kind of. I haven't personally read it, um, but I, I have a niece who's read it and I know lots of people that have read it. I've heard it's very good, really twisty turny. And so they attempt to have a conversation about that book without giving any spoilers, which as you can imagine, I think was pretty difficult for them. Um, and then the second part of their conversation, they talked about Oshetta Moore's uh, 2021 book, Dear White Peacemakers, Dismantling Racism with Grit and Grace. And I think Sam had read it in a book club that she was in, and so it became one of the ones that she suggested. So it's a really great conversation between, between Louise and Sam um, about uh, how white people need to get involved in the dismantling of systems of oppression that we have in our country and um, it, this book specifically comes at it from a Christian perspective but not a um, overtly Christian perspective it's not an overtly Christian book I guess uh, anyway it's a very interesting conversation I'm hoping it's the start of a lot of these conversations some of which I'm hoping we'll have on the podcast um, at the end of this episode, I am going to give a list of some other titles if you're interested in other books that deal with similar, uh, the sim same topic, um, and the, those will also be in the show notes. So if you don't catch them when you're listening, they'll also be in the show notes, so don't worry about that. Um, I kept this episode just to this conversation, so it is a little bit shorter than the other ones have been. But I did do that on purpose because I felt this should be a standalone episode. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope it starts some really good conversations or at least gets you interested in the topic to maybe pick up this title or one of the other titles we have available at the shop. And I will be back at the end of the episode to give a list of what those other titles are. But remember, you can also find it in the show notes wherever you listen to the podcast. All right, I think that's it. So enjoy the episode and a happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone this week. Okay, that's it. Bye. Okay. So, Louise, okay, in the book swap, you got my two books. Yeah, and I'm so curious <laughs> why you chose those two books. I will say so, what they are. Yeah, so the, the, one the first is, one yeah, was uh, We Were Liars um, by uh, e. Lockhart, which is a YA book. Um, I was looking for something that I didn't think other people on the staff had read, but was pretty popular in the time it came out. Um, and that was not necessarily your typical YA book. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
And then the other one I chose was Dear White Peacemakers. Um, and I can't remember that author's name. I'm sure oh, it'll be in the show notes. Oshita Moore. That's it. Yeah. Or um, I don't know how she says it. And that was a book that my book club read last uh-huh. year. Uh-huh. Um, and I just remembered that there were some passages in it that really hit me and that mm-hmm. I took a lot of notes and it was a really interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew there were not going to be a lot of nonfiction books necessarily in this book uh, mm-hmm. swap. So I wanted to throw one in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty sure no one else on the staff had read that either. Yeah. So. So which one do you want to start with? Yeah, pardon me just for a second. I'll see if I can get Sadie to come. Got a doggy. Sadie, come here. <laughs> if I keep tossing some kibbles on the floor for her to find, then that'll keep her busy. <laughs> so let's talk about We Were Liars. Okay. So it's a pretty limited discussion because right. of what the book is. Yes. Well, and, and yes. first to say, I read both of the books and I like them both very much. So I'm happy to talk about both of them. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So the basic story around We Were Liars is of this Sinclair family who are this very, very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. It's a group of three sisters who have teenage children at this point and they the Sinclair family owns this island off Maine is it I'm not sure where it is Maine or Nantucket or somewhere you know somewhere in the New England yeah area yeah so the main character is Katie Cadence and she is very she is coming out of a well she's still in a long illness that started mysterious illness that started when she was 15 when she was discovered on the shore the beach on the island unconscious she has no recollection of how she got there what happened and no one's telling her um the doctors or at least the family says the doctor says that she ought to if she comes to memory she needs to come to it by herself rather than somebody tell her yep so there's this huge mystery. In the meantime, her in her illness, she's also gotten addicted to pain drugs, pain pills. Yeah. 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 So yeah. the the interactions of the summer are with um, this. She would have rounded out this group of four: Johnny and Mirren and Gat, and they call themselves the Liars. Although I can't remember why they did. I can't remember either. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. and so they kind of. She has, she's been gone for a couple summers and now she's 17 and she's back and the four of them kind of go on with their relationships like nothing ever happened. Right, right. Yeah, because they, they didn't talk to her when she was in the hospital and I think her right. parents took her on a trip to Europe to try to help her heal and she they weren't returning her emails, but she comes back to the island and it's just like same old palling around. And- yeah stuff but there's changes to the island um oh right yeah yeah, like new new houses and one house that they used to stay in was kind of shut down um yeah yeah so there's little well there aren't very many hints about what's no hints about what happened to her until we get towards the end of it and so we can't really talk about it we can't really talk about what what happened to her yeah yeah (laughs) but um 
so when I first started reading it, I remember thinking, oh, it's a father and his three daughters. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like some teen version of King Lear. Oh, oh. Like there's oh. going to be like a favorite daughter. And, and actually the daughters, I think, do fight over the house and stuff because, yeah. yeah. But then it it wasn't that. And it was, you know, the time that they're on the island is very much like your, your teen summer romp. Because I think uh, Cadence and Gat kind of have a thing going. Yeah. Because he's a he's the nephew of a visitor to the island, so they're not related. Um, and then, bam! The last third of the book <laughs> just hits you. Is it yeah. even that much? It seems like I, it's, it might not be. It might very just be like the last two chapters, go, maybe. Oh even. Yeah. my word! Yeah. Yeah. So if you read this book, people, do yourself a favor and don't look ahead. Don't, don't look at any of the spoilers. Yeah, yeah You really need to just let yourself be drawn into this mm-hmm. because it's such a marvelous, whoa, yeah. pulling up the rug from under you. Yeah. It is just so brilliantly done. And I keep thinking to myself, I want to go back and read it because now that I know oh. what caused her illness. Yeah. Can I see any of the hints throughout? But I haven't gotten yeah. back to doing that yet. Yeah. Um, I but, just got yeah. done reading Family of Liars, which is a prequel. Right. But at the beginning of that book, it says, this it's, is yeah, a spoiler, so don't read it first. Yeah. 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 So even though it's a prequel about their parents' generation, yeah, it starts with the ending of We Were Liars, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. Even those people don't pick it up first, people, because no, no. it spoils. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed I, it. It's it's good writing, and even though the characters are, whoa, so different than my life. I mean, there's just super super wealth and um, right. Yeah, entitlement and all that stuff. Um, they're very yeah. likable. I mean, it's yeah. They're, or at least she makes them. I don't know if likable is quite the right word, but I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the right. characters. And I think even though they're teen characters, I think the kind of the mystery and the family dynamics mm. make it, it's not just for teens to read. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Very much. Yeah. And there's, so. a, there's a theme through the whole book of uh, really kind of pretending that everything's okay when it's clear that there's a whole lot of turmoil underneath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not very far. <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> just this sort of stiff upper lipping all the time. It's just. Yeah. Mm. And they kind of turn a blind eye to the fact that she's taking these pain pills that are not prescribed anymore and, and stuff. So there's, yeah. 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 Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, I was glad to read it. And I was happy to see the sequel come out and then, oh, yeah. yeah. Or the prequel. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that too. Yeah. I will say I was a little disappointed in the prequel because I could I could see the ending of that one telegraphed a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. knowing how Liars ends. That yeah. These were going to be kind of companion stories. Yeah, it was but... not as explosively wonderful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, but it's still really good. I still yeah. devoured it in like two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. <laughs> so. Spring is back, and so are events at Aaron's Books. First up, we have some really cool free monthly events that you can sign up for. First off is our monthly game night. That will be on the third Thursday of every month, starting this month on March 16th. It's a free event, but you do need to RSVP on our website, www.aaronsbooks.com. 
We'll be featuring specific games and we'll be announcing which games we're gonna demo in advance so you know whether or not you want to sign up for that night. Also, added bonus, if you sign up for game night, all games sold in the store are 10% off that evening. On the fourth Tuesday of every month, we have Tarot Tuesdays. Starting March 28th, this is not a class. It's not a tarot reading. It's a social gathering. It's like a book club, but minus the book. It's a guided discussion for those of you who love tarot and all things metaphysical. It is a free event, but you do need to RSVP on our website, www.aaronsbooks.com. Later in March, on the 21st, we have another Bell Book and Candle Spring Equinox event. That one is not free. You do need to RSVP and it is $25, but you also do get some pretty great stuff with your $25. You'll get a craft, you'll get a plant to take home, as long as some wonderful refreshments and some great company. So that's March 21st, that's Bell Book and Candle, a Spring Equinox event, and you do need to RSVP and sign up on our website for that one. And last on our monthly events, we have an exciting new edition. Starting in April, the first Monday of every month, so that would be April 3rd, we are adding a little reader's story time. At 10.30 on the first Monday of every month, Alex is going to be gathering with some of our favorite little readers for story time. So again, make sure you RSVP on our website. It is a free event, but you do need to RSVP. And last but not least, this is not a monthly event, but we do have three local picture book authors who have books coming out very soon. Jennifer Rowdenbush, um, Jessica Whipple, and Jonathan Stutzman all have picture books coming out in the next month or so. And their books are available for pre-order and for signing on our website. So go to our website, say it with me, www.aaronsbooks.com. Uh, to soon to order to pre-order your signed copy and you can also find more information there on all of the um, author events and signings that we'll be doing with those authors so make sure you go to our website and check that out and sign up for any of the other things that would be fun to do all right back to the podcast fun so, so now that we've done a mystery let's talk about yeah. racism i liked this book so much i remember picking it up at first, I don't remember why I never connected with it at the very first, but then um, then it was here in this package of things for me to read. And I just, I really, really liked her um, and what she does. Yeah, I'm really curious what your book group did with it. And I, one of the questions I had for you in particular yeah. for your book group was that um, what you did with the, um, I mean, her, her orientation is particularly is is specifically Christian. Right. And I right. wondered what your book group did with it. So the book so the book group that read it is um my um Spadyaya book group, which meets at Black Cat Yoga. So we hmm. tend to to every month we we look at a different social, basically a different social justice issue. Uh-huh. Um so and yeah, this was this one was definitely skewed Christian because she's a, the wife of a pastor and a Christian yeah. speaker. Um, so there was some issues people didn't necessarily like some of the the I would say God speak right. <laughs> in the book because a lot of the people in the book club are not Christian or religious. Yeah. Um, 
but I think that she didn't present it as like a Bible thumping way. No, not at all. It was very much like, this is my experience. Um, and as a black woman in a predominantly white church, this is, you mm-hmm. know, and my children are mixed and this is how they have to deal with things. Um, I thought it was, and it was very knowing that she comes from, is it, is she Mennonite or brethren or? She's Mennonite, yeah. Yeah. So knowing that she came from, from a a peaceful religion and an accepting religion, Mm -hmm. I felt like she was just sharing her story and it wasn't Mm -hmm. uh, all Christians X, Y, Z. Right. And I think the, I mean, if, if people are not, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I think this is really true to the values of any spiritual tradition, what she's saying. And even, you know, I mean, you could say it's true to humanism, humanistic values as well. So if you can sort of code switch, you know, if you don't favor the Christian lens you can easily read past that or through it or you know right code, right. code switch in the sense yeah. that oh yeah these are values I recognize and I understand and I embrace too yeah and because I and her 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 theme of it all is basic is you know the the basic tenant that most major religions have mm-hmm. which is that we have to care for our neighbors mm-hmm. you know so yeah so so yeah she does it through the her background as an educated Christian woman, but yeah, yeah, very much you can just like skip the word God. Right. (laughs) And and it applies to so many more. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how she, she takes us through it's, I, I wouldn't call it a memoir, Mm -hmm. but she does take us through what it was like to grow up in the South as a black girl going to church camps. And then she takes us through marrying a white man and, and the, the congregations that they went to, and then now raising mixed race children. Um, so I really liked how she, it was not a, this is how we combat racism. This is how racism has affected me in my life. Mm -hmm. And here's how we can work together to stop it from happening to other people. Yeah, I um the beginning of the book, she spends a lot of time establishing um the her basis of anti-racism work as people knowing themselves as beloved, and in her case, beloved of God, um, and saying that it's really only when you can find yourself in that place of belovedness that you have the freedom to say, oh, you're beloved too. And I can't be, I, I, I want to work at helping to heal this fracture. But, and, and she holds that up against um, people, white people feeling shame about, you know, the position that we're in um, and humiliating people for that. And she says, no, no, there's no place for that. We're, we're all harmed by this. Yeah. yeah, I, I appreciated that very much. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't, you know, like um, I I remember I read this soon after I read White Fragility, and I oh. felt even though White Fragility is written from a pure sociological historical, mm-hmm. um, I felt that was more 
preachy about what we should and shouldn't be doing. And this was more conversational. Yeah. This was, you know, here's, here's my thought. She's saying, here's my thoughts. Here's my observances. Mm -hmm. Let's work together as opposed to you should be doing this. And this is how you should be feeling. Yeah. 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 I mean, and and she's tough. I mean, she's you know the the un, the um, uh, title beyond dear white peacemakers is dismantling racism with grit and grace. And I think for what I see, the grace part is recognizing that we're all harmed by institutional racism. And and she says that you know there's not one thing in society that is not tainted by white supremacy, and to recognize that and 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 to look at belovedness i think that you know those are the pieces of grace all harmed and yet she's very clear like in her chapter about um (laughs) touching hair you know white yes yeah touch black people's hair like other women and and her she (laughs) the scene where she talks to this woman who wants to touch her hair or touches her and she says no, no, you don't do that without asking my permission. And then going on, and this was so fascinating to me, I just never thought of this before, going on to talk about that white women in the South were the ones who um, bought the slaves and who kind of uh, managed them. Yeah. And so that kind of, hmm, yeah. that kind of, um, hmm, imagined freedom to to handle someone else's body without permission is is i mean yeah i mean she is she and in that scene when she talks to that woman she says i'd be glad to tell you more about why this is inappropriate and of course that woman right. just goes no 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 no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but i really appreciated that piece i had never thought about that before yeah yeah you don't just get to touch someone else's body i mean that's that is just a a legacy or a, a just an unbroken chain of right, and it's it's a like a it's a subconscious thing that you know that woman probably was not even aware that what of what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and she that woman probably would not call herself a racist. Yeah, she just had an interest in someone, an other, someone who was not like her. Yeah, and didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just, yeah, I think you're right. I really like her, you know, beloved, heal yourself, and then you can reach out to the healing for others. And and I think, you know, my personal view of, of a lot of what we see, even in our in our own community, is so much anger. Mm-hmm. And I I I just I'm like, what is what has hurt you so much that you are so angry about things? Mm-hmm. And, I, and so her approach is kind of a counterbalance to that. Yeah. yeah. And she says at one place um, where she's talking about, um, I'm trying to see if I have that page written down, but I don't know where it is, um, that that anger, I don't know if she says this directly, but I would connect this to say that that anger comes from fear. Yeah. And that once you understand that about yourself, you know, that this is a whole system that has been set up white supremacy set up in which white people have a certain place and to to have that suggested that that's 
not what God intended, if you want to go with God, but you know, that's not that's not the intent of humanity, basically. Humanity. Yeah, yeah, it should not be, or it shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's what you know, when I say I will use that God language with some yeah, I can with some comfort, at yeah. least to say, in my view, throughout the whole Judeo-Christian, Muslim, everything, tradition, the 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 picture is of God's vision is for everyone to flourish. Right. And this is not that. That's not that, yeah. But to come to the point where you can recognize that or you're willing to recognize that, oh man, you've been given the the uh the longer straw or whatever um that's that's terrifying yeah yeah and i like it that she draws out saying that you know what i'm doing with you i'm not i'm not going to call you a racist i'm going to say you're just as damaged as by this as i am right yeah yeah she she approaches it with so much grace for the for people who in all accounts would hate her just because of her skin color mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's yeah and it's yeah pretty powerful yeah. but she also doesn't um she doesn't sugarcoat her own anger and her own pain and no yeah especially and, when she's in the chapter when she's looking back at the church camps and the way she was mm -hmm. treated as a kid and othered and yeah she's yeah. very much hurt by that and her her experiences with um Oh, I can't remember his name, and that's terrible. The young boy, um, Elijah, who was murdered. The little Elijah Cain or McCain. Yeah. Uh, who was this gentle boy. I mean, she talks about her grief and her anger around that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that just struck me was the chapter where, oh my gosh, where she writes about being in the car with her son and daughter. Or Yes, that, that hit me so hard. Whoa by a policewoman who is absolutely yeah. horrible to her mm -hmm. and they are terrified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking a friend of mine recently was out, um, you know, she has a social service job and she was dropping clients off somewhere and she was driving back to somewhere and um, she was stopped for speeding. Now she's, you know, 65 and she's, yeah respectable looking she has white hair and and so when the cops stopped her she said oh you know chipper chipper and um this is what I'm doing and yeah I realized and you know the cop just said okay well, let, well next time yeah. yeah yeah well and this cop said it's a warning too but oh my gosh she it was didn't... so threatening yeah and, and then the children in the car oh my word and that's when she and that's when she realized she has to you know even though they have a white father Oh my she word. needs to help them learn how to survive in the world. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So this that, is yeah. very real. I mean, it's not, um, she's not out to make us comfortable as white no. people reading this book. No. Yeah. No. But at the same time, it there's not an us them or an accusatory. Yeah. It's it's mm -hmm. very, yeah, it's very personal, mm -hmm. her story and then the way she relates it to others and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would because I knew that there was the Christian angle to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and I I was worried that it was going to be kind of like the let me recite Bible passages and teach you the way, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. I like the the um, at the end of each chapter, she offers a what she calls a breath prayer um, for just using as a meditation. I want to find one that's an example, but um, well, this one, I mean, this one, no, let me not use that one because that one is very specifically um, Jesus-y, which I mean, is okay, <laughs> but it's not, wouldn't necessarily lend itself to everybody. Of course, I'm not going to be able to find one. <laughs> and my book is lost somewhere to the yeah. to the world, unfortunately. It so just means I have to buy it again at Aaron's Books and make more new, new notes. <laughs> yeah. So, for instance, this one has inhale, exhale, and the inhale is Prince of Peace, and the exhale is I will follow you. I mean, that's yeah, Bible language. But right. in this case, she offers this little way to embody or to draw in literally draw in through breath an idea that comes from the chapter i appreciate that very much yeah and it's a very peaceful way to end chapters Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily have peaceful concepts or peaceful memories yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. so i'm really glad you liked it i'm I'm glad you got that book because i knew i knew of the staff members you probably would be the one that would appreciate it most yeah. from your background. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm glad too. But yeah. Yay. Okay. Well, that's good. This is great. Sorry. We couldn't talk too much about we were liars, but yeah. You know, we can't well, give away just, stuff. just tease a little bit and get people into both. A little bit. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> great. Well, thanks Louise. Yeah, I'm glad you like the books. All right. Okay. I will see you at work. All right, right. I said I had some additional titles for you, and I do, so um, I'm going to read them out, but they're also, all of these are written out in the show notes. Um, You can also go to our website, I'm sure they'll be listed on there as well. These are all titles that we keep in stock, We, we try really hard to keep them in stock, but if we are sold out, we can, we will get it back in within a matter of days for you. So here they are. The first one is called The Inner Work of Racial Justice, Healing Ourselves and Transforming Our Communities Through Mindfulness by Rhonda V. McGee. The second one is The Abolitionist's Handbook, 12 Steps to Changing Yourself and the World by Patrice Cullors. Rising Out of Hatred, The Awakening of a Former White Nationalist by Eli Saslow. The Other Talk, Reckoning with White Privilege by Brendan Keeley. The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness by Michelle Alexander. Between the World and Me by ta Coates. White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Race by Robin DeAngelo. And Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man by Emmanuel Acho. All those titles and more are always available at Aaron's Books. From the people who sell you actual books in a real-life indie bookshop comes a podcast all about books and the love of reading. So subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Aaron's Books.